This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is pro basketball player Shane Gibson. Shane, how's it going? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No doubt. You know you're my guy. <laughs> so let's go back in time. And uh, how did you first start playing basketball? Well, all right. So when I was a little kid, like three years old, my dad was an AAU basketball coach. And like uh, he used to travel a lot. And he would take me and my brother with him. And we'd be the ball boys. <laughs> and like that's how I first like got involved with the game of basketball and like fell in love with it. I used to look up to like the high school kids and like, mm-hmm want to be them at a young age and like my brother was playing and I wanted to be like him so that's just how it happened gotcha now you came out of Killingsley Connecticut small small Killingly, town man Killingly oh Killingly so small you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so, so what was that like just you know being from a small area and not getting that much attention I mean people who live in Connecticut don't even know that it exists so like yeah. it was very hard Anything I did was just downplayed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could drop 50 and it'd be it'd be downplayed. So, it was hard, but I, luckily I, I met a couple people who had a good AAU team, mm-hmm. and I started to travel around the country and started to play and, like, see other talent and get my name out there a little bit more. And then um, one of the tournaments was at Sacred Heart, and mm-hmm. I, I played well. I was playing, I was 15, I was playing with, like, the 16, 17 group, and I played well, so uh, one of the coaches at Sacred Heart saw me. And then he ended up offering me a scholarship. And then, like, that's how I, like, got noticed and got a chance at D1. If it wasn't for that, I don't know what I would be doing right now. So what about, like, during high school, was there was there a point where they, that you knew you could go D1? Yeah, so that happened. So, like I said, I was, like, yeah. 15 or 16. So, like, uh, I knew I would go D1 from that point. And uh, I ended up signing my the end of my junior year mm-hmm. before my senior year even started. Like, my senior basketball season even started. So I knew I was going D1. Gotcha. Uh, that whole season. So was Sacred Heart your only offer? I had Sacred Heart and Central Connecticut. Those are my only only two offers. Gotcha. And so what, what made you pick Sacred Heart over Central? When I visited the schools, I just felt more comfortable at Sacred Heart. Even though Central at the time, they had I think they had just won the uh, conference tournament. Mm-hmm. So like they had that going for them. But I just felt like I could have a better career at Sacred Heart. But... Uh, I don't know. I just felt more comfortable with them. And uh, Coach Kidd was the first one to, to spot me, and he was at Sacred Heart, and I just had loyalty to them. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What was your experience like at Sacred Heart overall? It was cool. I mean, I, I did five years, so they gave me an opportunity to register after my freshman year because mm-hmm. we had uh, a junior guard and then three senior guards in my position. And I was just like, it wouldn't make sense for me to try to compete with all these dudes just waste a year of my my eligibility when uh, there's so many people in my position. And they were good. Like, it was Chauncey Hardy, Corey Hassan, Ryan Leakey, Jarrell Thompson. Like, these are these are names that people at Sacred Heart know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm going to redshirt. And I was kind of skinny back then. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll, I'll redshirt, focus on school, and just get bigger, like, stronger, and come back ready for the next year. And then, so that's what I did. My sophomore year, I came back, averaged, like, 17 points. So uh, it was a good idea to do. And uh, overall, my experience there was great. I mean, I can't really complain. Like, the coaches, they allowed me to play the style of basketball that I wanted. Like, that's the main reason why I was at Sacred Heart was to play basketball and chase my dream. And the coaches gave me a lot of freedom in that aspect. 
so I can't complain about anything really. Yeah, definitely. Everything it's like uh, school and like the life that I was living, like uh, they treated me well. Like I can't complain about anything. Yeah, definitely. And I think senior year, you were a senior. I think junior and senior year, weren't you in like top ten scoring, right? Yeah, junior year I was number four in the country, mm. and then senior year I was number nine. I started off slow senior year. I had like a at the beginning of the year I had like a knee problem, so that kind of held me back. But I ended up averaging twenty five in conference play, yeah. but only like twenty throughout the whole season. Yeah, just just twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more, man. And and then going into into like the NBA draft, and you played for the summer league and with the Kings and what, what was that like? That was cool. Cause, um, all right. So that, the way that happened was my agent mm-hmm. knew like a trainer out in Sacramento. They were like very close. They dealt with each other for many years. He'd send guys there to train. So I was out in California, like the, that whole summer leading up to the summer league. And uh, I ended up getting like a workout, um, with the Kings at their facility. And I, I put it on a show. Like I did good. And they're like, all right, like they we didn't like we don't even know about you. We've never heard about you, like, uh, but we want to give you a chance. Like, we'll put you on our summer league team, and like that's how that happened. So, there's a whole bunch of chance and just luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know I know you didn't play during the 2013 season. So what, what were you doing at that in that time period? Yeah, all right. So that it was up to me and my agent he was like he gave me an option like do you want to go overseas and play basketball because i didn't get drafted do you want to go overseas that season starts in september and he was like do you want to do that or do you want to go to the d league which starts in november but if you wait till the d league starts in november like it's going to take like we're taking a chance because we don't know if you can get on a roster after they already start and have their guys and all that so i was like nah i want to go to the d league like I, i feel like i could play in the nba i feel like i should be in the nba like i'm gonna chase that so we went with the D-League route. When I got there for the tryouts in November, they wanted me to play point guard. And I was, I've was i been a shooting guard my whole life. So like just to switch over to point guard, like in the, one of the best leagues in the world, all of a sudden I have two weeks to prove that I can play point guard out of nowhere. Like it was a lot for me. <laughs> so I didn't perform well, obviously. So I didn't make the team. So then after, so now I'm just asked out. Like, so I'm not in the D-League. The overseas season already started. They already got their players. Like, I'm not going to go play for some, like, bump team. And, like, either if I don't perform well enough, now my stock drops. Mm-hmm. So we ended up just staying home. And I just worked out, like, that whole winter. Just, like, uh, like I was so pissed off, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I would get up at, like, 7 in the morning, hit the track, like, uh, come home, eat, sleep, wake up at, like, 3, go to the gym, work out in the gym for, like, two hours. Right after that, go to the weight room. That was six days a week I would do that shit because I was just like I'm like yo I'm gonna show these dudes like that I'm the real deal like there's no way that they're gonna disrespect me so then that whole season I sat out just thinking about like what I was gonna do that next season and then I got my opportunity the next year and then the rest is history yeah so going into that the 2014 season the you got drafted by the Idaho Stampede in the D-League yeah um well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then, well, now, now G League, whatever you want to call it. So then, you did what exactly you just said you were going to do. So what, what was it like just playing in the D League with great former college players and some NBA players? Man, it, it just let me know like that I wasn't wrong about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I didn't have illusions. I wasn't like delusional. 
like I, however I felt about myself was real, and I got to show myself that and other people that like I could play with these dudes. Like it wasn't a problem for me. You know what I'm saying? It was just like it was just like proof and like uh, reassurance that I was in the right spot. And I mean that I'm chasing the right dream. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you put up great numbers. And was there any point where they might called you up to the NBA? Yeah. All right. So um, there's like uh, there's prospects, like NBA prospects. The mm-hmm. top for every team, they give you like a list of the top three NBA prospects that have a chance of getting called up. And on my team, I was a t- one of the top three prospects. So, and I was the 16th guy on the roster during training camp. Yeah. But like midway through the season, I was in on that list of the top three like dudes who have an opportunity to get called up. And like um, the Golden State Warriors D League team, they're the ones who drafted me in 2013. But then they uh, traded my rights to the, to the Knicks, so I tried out for the Knicks, but the the Warriors D League team drafted me. So then. The 2014 comes, and I'm playing well. Then uh, the Golden State Warriors D-League team was like, um, yeah, we're interested, blah, blah, blah. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, keep playing well. So if everything went well, I could have been playing with Curry, but, like, it just didn't happen. And the Iowa t- or Idaho team was affiliated with the Jazz, right? Yeah, the Utah Jazz. So, so since – so they could have called you up, right? Yeah, but okay. they just didn't. Gotcha, gotcha. That's how it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just curious because you said the Golden State Warriors. So then could they have picked you up? Could any team pick you up off the D-League team? I think so. I think yeah. so. Like if um, yeah. some team wants you, like I think they could call you up. But I'm not sure exactly how it works, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it was, that was a while ago. So yeah, yeah true. Yeah, I mean, that would kind of make sense because that's how an uh, NFL, the practice squad works. Like if you're on anyone's practice squad, they could pick you up and sign you on the, the 53-man roster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's how it goes, but it just didn't happen. So yeah, now, so I felt disrespected from that too. <laughs> so like, there's definitely a chip on my shoulder. The way I go yeah. about things, like, uh, there's definitely a chip. <laughs> just, just more motivation, for sure. So since 2015, you've been all over the world. You've been to Italy, Canada, Bulgaria, Cyprus, Germany. Now you're in Croatia. So yeah. take me through all that. Like, what's it just been like? On the court and off the court, like living in different countries. So 2015, I went to after the D League. I went to Italy for um, like uh, three months. I was there, and it just didn't work out. But that like that Italy is amazing. Like I would definitely live there. Like I would go back. The people the people treated me great around town. Like they don't they don't really speak English. Like most of the people around don't mm-hmm. speak English. But like when I got there my poster was already up around the city. So like people knew who I was and they would like take care of me. Like I would go to the grocery store and like, they would just show me extra attention. Like someone would help me like figure out what I had to do, how much money I had to pay, blah, blah, blah. So like, that was cool. That's just like people around the world just take care of you. Once you get there, it's, it's really amazing. So then I left Italy and then I went to Canada and then that league is like full of Americans. So that was like just being at home. Everybody, people are from New York, people are from, like, Minnesota. Like, that was easy to conform to because everyone spoke English. So that was cool. And then you won the the championship there, right? Yeah. I mean, that was my first championship, like, ever. So that was a great great feeling. The guys that I played with, that's still to this day, like, that's one of the best teams that I've ever played on, like, talent-wise, like, top to bottom. (laughs) Like, I feel like that team could compete with any team that I've been on. So then, 
after Canada, won a championship there. Then um, the next year I go to, all right, so I want to get back into Europe because that's where the money is. Like, uh, mm -hmm. that's where the best basketball outside of NBA is, is Europe. And the money is good here too. So I wanted to get back into the European market. So I had to go to uh, Bulgaria to do it and play and just kill there. I didn't really like Bulgaria, honestly. Like, I wouldn't live there. The people treated me great. Like, I can't say anything bad about the people. I just, this is not for me. It's not somewhere that I ever wanted to be. But it was just something I had to do. But the people were great. Like, they treated me great. Like, um, they all appreciated my talent. Like, I felt appreciated there. And, like, uh, I just want them to know, thank you like, for taking care of me. Um, and you won there, want too, to right? Bishop there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're yeah, MVP, right? Yeah. Of the league. On off. Yeah, we played in two <laughs> leagues. We played in the uh, Bulgarian league, and we played in the Adriatic league. And, like, you, uh, it's like a hope. It's like a Rocco. You'll travel to, like, uh, just travel all over Europe playing different teams. It's an international league. So I got the MVP of that, and we won the championship of that league. So that was pretty cool. So each year, your stock been going up, right? Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, so I had to come to Europe to like make a name for myself in Europe, so I could like earn more money and move up. So then, after that Bulgaria year, I went to Cyprus. There, I like tripled my money in one year, like from one year to the next, tripled my money. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the life was great in Cyprus. Like uh, it's an island. Uh, it's one of the like nicest beaches in the world. Like a top tourist destination. And the team that I played for lived right on the uh, the coast. So every day I would drive to practice and out to the left would be the beach and like palm trees and then uh, like bars and like restaurants right on the beach. It was cool. Like after practice, sometimes during the, like morning practice, I would go to the beach and like just sit there and like look out and just think about my life and like where, how far I've come, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Um, then we won a championship there as well. So I won three in a row, and I was, like, the MVP of that league, too. So at that point, I'm like, yo, I won three straight championships in three different countries. Like, I'm feeling good. Yeah. And I'm, like, uh, like really motivated to keep continuing, like, with what I'm doing. So then I get an opportunity to play in Germany in the Champions League. And that's, like, one of the top leagues outside of the NBA and EuroLeague. The Champions League is it. Mm-hmm. So then I go to Germany to play for a telecom uh, bond. And uh, when I get there, I'm on like a month, like a one month, uh, like a tryout period. Because they're like, we don't know if you can play at this level. Like, it's crazy. Like, I had to go through so much bullshit. Like, yeah. fucking nuts. But anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Like, I'll just, I'm, I'm going to bet on myself every time. Like, I get a month to prove to you that I can play here. All right, let's do it. So I go, and, like, uh, I'm not getting that many minutes. Like, I'm not really playing that much. I'm on the bench a lot, whatever. So then they're like, all right, well, we, we'll give you another month to see, like, if you can, like, prove us wrong, like, whatever. So then at that second month, they give me the same amount of time, but, like, I'm just like, all right, so if they're going to send me home, like, fuck it. Like, I'm about to just kill. Like, I'm about to shoot whenever I feel like I'm just going to do whatever I want when I'm on the court. Mm -hmm. Just let them know who I am. I'm not just. I'm not gonna leave here without letting you know who I am. So then I killed that month, and they were still like, "All right, we want to bring in a point guard." Because I'm not a point guard, but like I ended up killing that month, which set me up to get money in Korea, 
So once I left Germany, I went to Korea, South Korea, and played. Oh, and like, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, and so Korea, like, the league is, you have to be 6'2 and under to be a guard, and like 6'7 and under to be a foreign big man. Because, like, uh, they don't want, like, dudes coming there and just, like, annihilating their their national players. So I ended up getting into that league, like, great money, great situation. But the basketball is different there. Like, uh, an American can only, like, can only play in the first quarter, only one person at a time. Like, you can't what? have two in the first quarter. So they usually go with the big man. He'll start the game. And then the guard comes in for, like, the second quarter and the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, you can only have one, like, a foreigner on the court again. So I guess they want their national players to shine. So I would only play like the second and the third quarter, and that was crazy for me. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. So I didn't have like rhythm, so it just didn't work out. So after a month, I left there and went back to Cyprus. And uh, just because I was like comfortable, like I just wanted to be comfortable after playing for two different teams. Yeah. Like a short span of time learning two different playbooks, like two different te- groups of teammates. It was just fucking hectic, bro. So I'm like, yo, let me just go back to Cyprus. And, like, let me just relax my mind and just, I know these people, they know me. Like, uh, I can just enjoy basketball again. So I went there. We ended up going to the finals, but uh, we ended up losing. But it was something I needed to do, like, just to just to relax myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get that shit over with that year, it was so awful, bro. So, so then, that, were you playing for the same team? Yeah, yeah, same okay. team. Same organization. It was cool. Different teammates, though. A couple yeah. of different teammates. So the dynamic was a little bit different. But that kind of played into the reason why we lost the finals. But it is what it is. So four years, four trips to the finals, three championships. And now, so that season ends. And I'm like, all right, let me just reset. Like, I needed to reset myself, like, yeah. After that fucking insane ass year of basketball, I was just like, yo, I don't even want to look at a basketball or anything like that. So I came home for a couple months and just like relaxed. I ended up getting surgery on my hand uh, in the summertime. So that gave me some time to like stay away from basketball and just like relax and not really do much. And then I got a chance to play in Croatia. And now here I am playing for Sabona. And that they're like a really historic, like a historic team with like mm-hmm. a lot of uh, history. They had a guy named Petrovic who played in the NBA, uh, but he was like tragically killed in a car accident, like young. He's like a legend around oh, here. Oh yeah, the guy that played for the Nets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's like a legend around here. The gym is named after him. So I get to I've learned like a lot about their culture, mm-hmm. and like it's it's just a great place to be. Like I have no complaints. Like the people here. Again, like I said, all the countries that I've been to, like, the people have treated me so well. Like, they, like, want to take care of me. Like, they like me. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a crazy experience to think that, like, you can leave your country, come mm-hmm. somewhere else, and they're all going to love you and, like, treat you right. But it's true. And then they don't in your own state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's nutty, bro. Pretty but much. it's okay. Like, That's life. It's okay. <laughs> um. So has your has your season the regular season started yet? Yeah. No, actually yeah, in the Croatian league it has. In the ABA league we've only we played like a super cup, but it doesn't really count. 
towards like your stats and stuff don't count towards the regular season. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why like international gets me all confused when you guys are in different leagues all the time. And two, two. What is it? So most of the time you're in two leagues at the same in the yeah. same year. Because they'll play like uh, they'll have a national league and you'll play only once a week for that. Yeah. And then that you can play like an international league and play once a week, so you have two games a week. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, wow. So that's crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. All that international stuff. So would you, would, uh, would you change anything? Yeah, bro. I'll just be in the NBA at home <laughs> chilling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like I've had to do but I mean, so But I mean traveling all around the world is pretty cool. Though. Yeah, it is. Like I, I'm not complaining, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, I'm, the only thing that like I would change is that like I had to prove myself fucking way more than dudes who aren't as good as me that yeah. are making way more money than me, like. But I had to do so much shit to get to the point that I'm at now, like to yeah. make good money doing this shit. Yeah, for sure. No, I, feel, I mean that's how that's how I feel too in my career. Uh, I even say it to sometimes when I'm trying to get hired somewhere or something. I'm, I say straight up. I say instead of giving me an interview, I'm like, yo, give me a trial. Like I don't want. Like I don't like what am I could tell you till you're blue in the face that I'm good at something, but like I got to show it to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's why there's people the exact same thing. There's people that are good at interviews that can bullshit their way and get the job, and they might not be good workers. Exactly. So, but shit, I feel you on that. <laughs> but like, I just the way I went about it is just like, I kind of just turned my brain off. Like, yeah. to get through some of this shit, I just had to turn my brain off. Like when I was in Bulgaria, like, like I literally barely talked for like the eight months, bro. I was just like, straight <laughs> forward, like. I'm coming to practice to kill, going to the games to kill, and then, and then I'm going home. And like, and then all of a sudden, the season was over, and I'm like, all right, I won the chip, I won the MVP. All right, then my brain turned back on, and I was like, back to myself. It was it was a crazy experience, man. Yeah. So, what about uh, like family and friend wise? Like, how has it been like trying to communicate with them when you're overseas and stuff? My family knows. Like, I don't like to talk on the phone. Like, <laughs> I don't like to text. Like, I don't like to have my phone in my hand all the time. Like, it's annoying to me. So, like, they understand, like, they're not going to talk to me that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, I keep it, obviously, I keep in touch. But it is hard to do. Yeah. Like, it's hard to have a relationship, like, too. That's yeah. why I'm probably single now. Like, I can't have a relationship if I'm never home. And, like, I would have to have the girl move with me every country I go to. Like, that's a tough situation to be in. Yeah. So, it does affect, like, your social life, definitely. Yeah. And then going to back to the G League now, NBA. So I don't know if you heard. I'm probably I'm sure you heard. Like the reports are, they might start paying players like 125 thousand. So would you consider going back to play there if they did that? For sure, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be in America. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way that I wouldn't. I, if they were to offer me that, like, because they do shit like. They'll have an A contract, B contract, C contract. And, like, mm. you have to be in the fucking NBA to get the A contract. And if you're not, you get, like, a C contract, which is bullshit money. Like, there's yeah. no way I'm doing that. I'm not wasting a year of my life for yeah, fucking yeah. money at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. But if I, if they were like, yo, come play here for 150, yeah, I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what's your goals for this year and, like, years ahead? My goal for this year is to... Well, I'm 29 now. I'm going to be 30. So, like, I I just want to know if I could still be the best player on the best team in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like, uh, I just want to see, I want to know where I'm at at 30 years old if I'm still that dude. So my goal is to win the championship and be the best player on the team, be the best player in the league. That's always my goal, and that hasn't changed. Gotcha. Now, yeah, do do these international teams recognize that you've won, like, pretty much everywhere you went? Yeah, that's why I'm getting, that's why I have this opportunity now. Yeah, like, gotcha. Like, well, um, it. so the league that I'm in now, like, if, if I kill, I could go, I could play in the Euro League or some shit like that next year, yeah. making mad money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I'm in a good position. And it's because I had to win fucking every country I went to and be the best player on every team just to fuck, just to get to this point. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, how about this question? What what advice would you give to a basketball player trying to get a D1 scholarship or trying to make it uh, to be a professional? All right, so the D1 scholarship, I would say you have to play AAU. Get in the AAU circuit in the summertime. Get on a good team where you'll have a good role. Like, everything is politics. So, like, if, if you're on a good team but you come off the bench, they're going to give, like, the starter, he's going to get the higher – like school scholarships you know what I mean yeah. like the bigger D1 schools are going to go out the duty start so try to get on a good team where you're on the starting five you know what I'm saying so you get the most recognition for what you're doing then that just kill every in every tournament try to kill it and you'll get you'll get you'll have opportunities to get a D1 scholarship from that then for the like being a pro um, it's just a lot of dedication which college will teach you College taught me how to be a pro, like, just doing, like, shooting drills. Like, growing up, I never did stuff like that. I would just play, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But college would teach you how to, like, focus on, all right, this jump shot. Take this jump shot, make it 10 times from this spot. Move here, make this move, do it 10 times from that spot. And then it'll, it'll be built into your body. Like, you'll become a pro from years and years of doing that. And then they'll get you on a lifting program. And then you'll learn, like, uh, you have to manage your time. So college just teaches you how to be a pro. And, um, yeah, so that's if you want. If you really want it, you're going to have to dedicate yourself. Like, I used to, in college, mm-hmm. like, Saturday nights, I would put up, like, one time I put up a status. I'm like, you know, if any of my friends see me out on a Saturday night, like, call me out on it because I, I, I don't want to be out. Like, I'd rather be in the gym. So Saturday nights, I would go to the gym at 12 midnight when everyone left and I would shoot and I would just work on my game from like 12 to like one or two. And then I would sleep in the gym and I would wake up on Sunday morning and lift. And then I would go eat and go to my room and then go like, go back to sleep. And that was my routine. Like you have to do crazy things yeah. if you want to achieve crazy goals. Yeah. I mean, I barely saw you around campus either going to class or at the games. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was locked in. But, like, if you saw me freshman and sophomore year, then I was, like, partying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I enjoyed my first two years. But that was my plan. I'm like, yo, I don't want to be at school and, like, not enjoy this shit. So my first two years, I'm going to just get it out of my system. And then after that, I'm going to just lock in. And that's what I did. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, we're going to to the fun questions. They're going to go from average to savage. You ready? All right, well. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite song right now? Uh, I like Travis Scott, so my favorite song is like one of the Travis Scott songs. I got, I have a lot of favorite songs. I can't really. Yeah. Hold on, let me look at my uh, my playlist. See what I'm listening to right now. So I have a lot of favorite songs. I like uh, actually, he's not even in this song, but "Fuck Up the City." You heard that? Not Travis Scott. Nah, it's not Travis Scott. It's P and B Rock 
featuring Quavo. Nah, I didn't hear that one. I've been on my I've, I've been on my Roddy Rich grind. Nah, look that up. <laughs> and then I've been listening to Young, a little bit of Young Thug, but Travis Scott is my dude. Yeah, honestly, just anything that he's on is cool. I just like his yeah. voice. Yeah, no, nah, he's yeah. He's I've been good. listening to uh, Hunter Jack, Travis Scott, Moon Rock with Quavo. It's kind of old, but Modern Slavery. Still listen to that. Yeah, I have to check out the. First one you said, PNB rock man, yeah. fuck up the city featuring Quavo. And what about why do you wear twenty five? All right, so when I was a, a little kid, I played football. It was the first sport that I ever played. I was like nine years old, and my family's like dysfunctional as shit sometimes. So I, I obviously missed like the first day to select jerseys. I missed that practice. So when I went there the next day, the only jersey that was left was twenty five. And then, so I just wore that the rest of my life. I like that. <laughs> and then, uh, when you're not playing basketball or training, what do you what do you like to do in your free time? <laughs> you already know what I like to do in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Nah, I mean, free time. I'll probably just watch. I like to watch like science, like documentaries, like anything I can learn on YouTube, like something cool, like a murder mystery. I like stuff like that. I watch like an animal documentary. I play video games. Uh, chill with some women, obviously. <laughs> For sure. Oh yeah, actually, that's what I think I want to ask you about. Why don't you uh, really like social media? Uh, it's just. I mean, so much of my life is just on the internet already. Like it's it's kind of annoying. Like I don't want to be. Like, so, like, you can read everything about my life on the internet. So, like, yeah. what more do I have to, I don't have to share everything about my life all the time. Like, it's fucking annoying, you know? <laughs> so that's why I just, I just chill. And I don't need, like, I don't need that satisfaction that people get from, like, putting a post up and, like, people liking it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get enough, you know what I'm saying? In my yeah. life, like, what I do, I get enough of that in real life that I don't really need to. Gotcha. And last one. Uh, after basketball, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, after basketball, it depends on how much money I have. I honestly, <laughs> then I, I could really answer the question. But like, I right now, like I'm looking to buy property, like uh, condos and stuff, and rent those out. Just mm-hmm. make as much money as possible, like off that, like while I'm sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want to still be involved in basketball? Yeah, the crazy thing, I'm not like a basketball like. I'm not, like, obsessed with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really... I could watch something. Like, if basketball on the TV, I could watch, like, something else, like an animal documentary or, like, a science documentary. It's not, like... I'm not, like, stuck to basketball. I don't love it. Like, some people are, like, basketball junkies. That's not me. Like, I just love it because I'm really good at it and I can make money doing it. And, like, like I want... I just love playing the game. Like, I don't love yeah. watching and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'll teach... Uh, but right now, it's not something that I, I really am interested in doing. But maybe as I get older. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, I would say you're a basketball junkie. Not like, I know what you're saying, not like watching and stuff, but playing and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, just because I just want to perfect my craft. Like, if yeah. I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it 100%. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I usually say let the people know where they can follow you on social media, but. 
Yeah, yeah, nah, they can follow me. Like, just I'm not a cameraman, so I'm not like you know I'm not getting paid to be a cameraman. I don't, so I'm gonna post sometimes, and I sometimes I won't. You can enjoy the show though. So what, yeah, what's your so, at name now? At, underscore. So Shane my Gibson? Instagram is underscore Shane Gibson, and then Facebook is uh, Shane S dot Gibson. You can find me there. S dot E S D O T. Gibson. All right. All right, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck the rest of the season. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me.